All right, let's bring Vic in, uh, talk about the Caps, and I'm even going to ask about next year because it's what you do. You, you don't celebrate anymore. You look ahead to the next year, the day after everything is over. Vic, um, I, I'm not shocked that Washington won, but given the momentum that Vegas had and you know they were sort of the media darlings and everything, were you surprised at this outcome? I was that it was in five games, but not the ultimate end result. Uh, I think Washington finally found the golden ticket in terms of solving the hard pressure three zone attack that Vegas had employed successfully for about a hundred games this year, including the playoffs, and ultimately their style of dumping, chasing hitting, forcing turnovers, and by virtue of doing that, it also opened up the blue line for them to attack off the rush, and that turned out to be the winning formula for the Capitals, and they executed it extremely well. I was just talking before we called you about, you know, I remember when the Cavaliers won. It had been since the Cleveland Browns won in the 60s when that city won a championship. It hasn't been that long for Washington, but it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a long time, a long drought since uh, the Redskins won the Super Bowl, what is it, uh, 26 years ago. So that city has been starved for a championship. And I remember when we still had the network contract back in 1998, the only other time that the Caps were in the finals. And the only overt sign of support that I could actually find away from the arena was a sticker and a payphone. And you know how hard it is to find a payphone now. Yeah. So uh, this uh, city has been totally uh, electrified by this team, by the reach out to the community, and uh, it's something that they have uh, they have really worked hard to get because there were a lot of hard times for the Capitals, a lot of disappointments, and last night was a crown jewel of 44 years in the making. Pretty cool scene with uh, Ovechkin and his dad, wasn't it? Uh, Ovechkin and his dad, uh, T.J. Oshie and his dad, yeah. uh, just to see these uh, players and realize that they are people also, and the personal stories behind this is riveting. And even if you don't pull for a team, and you and I are kind of from the same place, we're both New York Rangers fans, but every year that I see that cup raised and I see the joy and I see the contact with family, you have to smile and you have to be happy because you know how much commitment and dedication and pain goes into winning the Stanley Cup. And when a, ta- a, a team finally reaches that pinnacle, it is something that should be nothing short of 100% admired. Yeah, and the Oshi thing is so good because of, of what his dad's suffering through. Um, that, that's, that's a pretty cool thing. Um, I know it's early, but everybody does this. All right, season's over. Let's look ahead to next year. Who do you? Th- Vegas certainly seems to be in good position to, you know, challenge Washington. Give me some other teams, Vic, that you think will be in the hunt. Well, I'm, I'm going to double back on that first, okay. if uh, if it's okay. Sure. Um, historically, teams that kind of take the league by surprise and they end up in the final you got to win it because history has told us that those teams not only don't win but they actually take a long time to get back and don't think that there weren't 29 other teams that watched what washington did in this series 
and kind of said, ah, you know what, Washington did it, we're going to do it too. So all season long, the Golden Knights really didn't have to adjust to anybody. And now next year, they're going to have to do that. So while I think they've got a great foundation and through draft picks and the amount of free agent cap money they have, they have a great future ahead. However, nobody's going to be taken by surprise with them anymore. So to go back to your original question, uh, I think teams to watch for, and of course uh, a lot of this is going to bear fruit after free agency to see how teams are constructed next year. Mm-hmm. But I think a team like Tampa will be stronger. A team like Pittsburgh will be stronger. You'll see uh, both the Rangers and Islanders stronger in the East. And I think Toronto, who maybe took a little step back last year, I see them coming up a little bit in uh, in the Eastern Conference as well. Uh, as far as the West goes, uh, you know, it's it's going to be wide open. Uh, I love I love Winnipeg. I love Winnipeg, too, and I think uh, many people believe, and if you need an example, you need to go no further than Washington, that sometimes you have to learn how to lose in order to take that next step forward. And I believe Winnipeg is going to be a clear-cut favorite, along with Nashville. Let's not forget them. Those two teams are going to remain at the top of the list going into next season from the Western Conference. Tampa was an interesting, you know, a lot of people including me, thought they would be in the Stanley Cup final, but then they, I don't want to say they collapsed. That, that's not fair. But they did not perform greatly, didn't win on their home ice, et cetera. Was that fatigue, Vic? Was that just a better team of going against them? What kind of happened to Tampa at the end? I think it was a hungrier team, and I think we saw it in Game 6, how good Washington could be because the Caps were, again, in that elimination place, and they played an absolutely perfect game in Game 6 and really punched Tampa Bay in the mouth in that game. And that certainly carried over right into Game 7 with the Capitals having back-to-back shutouts. And, uh, you know, I don't think it was fatigue as much as they were beaten by a better structured and hungrier team. In the playoffs, you've got to be able to skate, but you've got to be able to check, and you've got to be able to make adjustments on the fly. And Washington just did that better than Tampa. I'll end on this, and I don't know. I, I, I have mixed feelings when I hear people talk about this, but I've never you know, played a bunch of games in hockey. With Pittsburgh, when they went, you know, any team that goes back-to-back – that's two long seasons. That, that means a lot of games, a lot of skating. Is there anything to that, Vic, where a team like them who's had to skate a lot gets fatigued, or is that just nonsense? No, it's not nonsense because you've got a very short summer in back-to-back years, and you've got to also remember that after the first cup, you had the World Cup of Hockey. True. So these guys were literally going 10 months out of the year, and a lot of high-end players, Crosby, Malkin, Latang. you know, you could go up and down the line there that when you've got eight or nine of your players playing in this tournament and you've won back-to-back Stanley Cups, at some point the well is going to run dry. And I think that's just what happened in the Washington series. The Caps, it was their time. They finally found a weakness in Pittsburgh and were able to get it done as part of their path to their first-ever Stanley Cup. Well, the National Hockey League season now officially over with the Washington Capitals, the Stanley Cup champions. Appreciate both Vic and Barry Melrose joining us over the year 
to uh, talk National Hockey League. Vic, I always appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Take you care. You got it. Thank you. Good man.